Welcome, Internet, to the Some Other Castle podcast, also known as Some Other Podcast, and this time it's Some Other Spoiler Cast. I know, right? Mixing it up. I know. I'm crazy. I don't have an episode number for this one because we're just going to fucking spoil Bioshock Infinite for you. Yep. Yep. Completely. So Uh, um, we should go ahead and stress at the very beginning here, if you have not played Bioshock Infinite all the way through, and I'm talking like end of the credits all all the way through. The whole thing. Yes. And let's also put, if you haven't played any Bioshock game, you probably should not listen to this because we're probably going to fuck you over on the other ones too. That's not really like a don't do that thing. That's just, this is going to mean nothing to you. It's just going to sound like us being crazy, th- which it is. Uh, don't get involved. Oh, we are so crazy. So speaking of crazy people, uh, I'm Elaine and with me as always is Leah on this podcast. Uh, I, I am. I'm here. <laughs> You're here. We are both I am. tired yes, and just, both here. we're here. We, we yes. made it. Um, yes. So you and I both finished this game about a week ago. Uh, right? Correct. I finished a little before you did. Yes, and then, and then I sent crazy people messages going, you need to finish this <laughs> so, game, and they call me immediately. I sent you a bunch of IMs as I was going through the ending that were all capital letters, increasing amounts of capitals, and fucks were included. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and then... I, I was either... I don't remember whether I was you at, were at work, work or whether I was asleep. You were either at work, yeah. I got back, yeah. and I just see all of these messages at once, and it was... Right. It was uh, a special thing. I was a little yeah. worried about you. I was a little, a little worried. And then you were finishing it coming off of a night shift. You sat yes, down and I tried was. to fit. And then you and I had this crazy person conversation where I'm pacing around my office at work in like barefoot after having scrawled two pages of notes in like three different colors. And you're just like, what? What just? I just got mind fucked um, in the ear. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and that was fun. So we figured we would record a spoiler cast. We would talk about this game because everybody seems to be doing that that's what the cool kids do just gonna say like everybody <laughs> like everybody else we're going to we're gonna do a spoiler cast i think that uh ken levine can know his story was successful because people are like you know what we got to do guys record a spoiler cast yep yep yeah, everybody man. all of the spoiler cast oh god so we actually like spent some time thinking about this so we're going to talk about kind of like uh sort of overall game mechanics the world our experience first We'll touch on some other things, and then we'll hit the ending, and then we'll go into our possible crazy person scenarios, which are even crazier. Yeah, than I'm looking. Endgame. I'm looking at a Google Doc right now that is two pages and three colors. So is it? Um, yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Look at that. Yep, with the link. Yep. Okay, so let's just say up front, Bioshock Infinite from the get go, it's not. It's a different universe. It exists in a different place than than Rapture. We're not in Rapture here. We're in we're in Correct. Columbia. All right. Correct. I, and that's really interesting. Which is, the, set, the setting is um, kind of one of the first things that I would argue that you notice is different because mm-hmm. it it shares a lot of things mechanically with Rapture and with the original Bioshock because you know you have these um, these things that you can attach to yourself and in, in um, Columbia they are uh, is it tonics vigors vigors it was tonics in Rapture. Correct, correct. Um, so, you know, you have you have all of these similar setups, and, and everything works very much the mm-hmm. same. If you played Bioshock and Bioshock 2, then you will... You're not going to be confused. You know, it, it all works very much the same. But it's a different setting. This is 1912. Right, so um, earlier than Rapture, let's be very clear, yes, which was set in the yes. 50s. And Rapture is a, you know, sort of dystopian future that has gotten all fucked up. And when you enter, enter Rapture in the beginning of the first Bioshock, you are entering a fucked up world, right? It yeah, is, basically it is you're, going apart. In, you're going into a dead city. Yeah, it's dead. Well, it's, you, it's not completely dead, but it's... It's, it's fucked. Um, and it's not a it city not, anymore. It is not a functional city. Yes. It is more of a sort of shell of what it was intended to be. 
when it was started. Yes. Columbia is not that at all. It's 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 complete and polar inverse. It is a living city. Like you walk in to Columbia after doing your lighthouse nonsense and that city's alive. There are people, they're talking, you're hearing banter. Um, there's a fair going on. There's this like you know festival. It, there's like kids and adults and. Okay, can I can I really quickly interject that um, the beginning of this game for some reason really made me anxious. Like the part where you're on the top of the lighthouse and everything is kind of pulsing. Like that really freaked me out. Like did, did, I, I had why? some kind of I had, I don't know. I had some kind of weird visceral reaction to that, and like I just I I couldn't. Like there's I, something I just, about had, there was definitely something about him getting strapped into that from first person view. Like, so you go to the top of this lighthouse, you're, you're rowed there by two people in raincoats yeah. who you don't see, uh, who are having a very interesting conversation. You're rowed there and your intention, the entire thing they tell you is oh, up front, bring us the girl and wipe away the dead, right? So you go there and you have, they leave you and you have no instruction. So you're like, well, I, there's only one linear path for me to follow. So you follow this linear path through a lighthouse. It's kind of fucked up. Like, the first thing you see, you enter this lighthouse, and it's very clear something has gone very bad. There's, like, blood. Mm-hmm. There's this giant map, you know, with all these different points laid out. And a note on the map that says something like, um, be prepared, he's coming, see. Right? And then you get to the top of the lighthouse before you go outside, and there's a dude tied to a chair with a bag over his head, dead, with a note. Uh, does it say, it, does it say, bring us the girl and wipe away the debt, don't disappoint us? Or some such something thing. Like it definitely that. says don't disappoint us this time or something yeah. like that. So you're like, okay, there's music playing on the radio. It's super creepy. I definitely oh my god, I never put that together. Yeah. You think ah. about that now? There goes your <laughs> yeah. brain. There it is. Oh, we'll get man. there in a minute. Boom. Okay. okay. Um put that aside. The the music is the music playing kind of gives the impression that this this happened recently like you this this person had been killed recently somebody had killed them very very recently and you're just i felt anxious right from the beginning of this game mm-hmm. in, in like the beginning of the original bioshock i didn't get that anxiety mm-hmm. until the first sort of enemy encounter yeah. in this game i was like something is wrong and yeah. i don't know if that was an expectation or the setting but it was definitely uncomfortable and then you get to the top of this you know lighthouse and there's those three bells that you have to ring, mm-hmm. and you ring them, and shit just hits the fan. Lighthouse freaks out, and there's tones happening, and lights flashing. Yeah, I, I don't know why that got me so bad, but, like, I just, I was genuinely just really anxious about that. I got anxious about that and uncomfortable with that scenario when he sits down in their, quote, fancy chair mm-hmm. and gets strapped in. From first person, that is uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, it there... was specifically the lights and the tones for me. Really, like, the way that the way that the, the sky was changing color really bothered me. The, like, the... I, I really don't know why. Some of the notes that they use in this game and the musical tones are intentionally and like Songbird and all that stuff. They're really yeah. grating and uncomfortable. Yeah. And like I played piano for years, and those sounds just my jaw locks up. Mm-hmm. I grit my teeth and I think shit is not good. I, those yeah. tones are not right. They're not meant to be connected. I don't like it. Um. But once you hit Columbia, it's this really interesting revelation. You're like, oh, it's a floating city. I already knew that. I've seen the trailers. But mm-hmm. it's a nice way to reveal it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is It is an interesting par- – I know we're not really talking about Rapture right now. But it is an interesting – well, it is an interesting parallel the way that right. you are ascending to Columbia, whereas before you were descending to Rapture. And when you really look at it, they're very similar revelations. Like they mm-hmm. – he – Ken and his team kind of open that up the exact same way. Like, it's the same 
timing and fluidity and this, then the same open shot of the city mm-hmm. before you sort of are allowed to go out and interact with that world. Right. It's, it feels very similar. Like, it's the same goddamn thing to me. But mm-hmm. it, it also felt really different because it's so bright, you know, and colorful yeah. and yeah. just in your fucking face. <laughs> um, they waste absolutely no time, though, in Infinite reminding you that this was set in 1912. Oh, yeah. So you go about your business, you're checking out Columbia, and you go to this festival thing, and you are immediately presented with this ballot, you draw the winning number, and by winning, you get to throw the first baseball at an interracial couple. Like, and it is it is made very clear by the line, or are you taking your coffee black these days? Oh, that's right. This is 1912. Like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. this was an incredibly racist time in American history. Now, you get... I don't remember, do you get a note or does somebody just warn you beforehand, don't pick number or whatever it is, or you you get told about it beforehand. You get a courier note. So a courier comes to you, which is super weird because you're like, I just got to Columbia. How do you know who I am? And he hands you this telegraph um, from Lutice that says, uh, don't pick seven, don't get found out, don't get noticed, blah, blah, blah. Don't pick number 77, which of course you pick. Of course. Of course you do. And he says something to that effect. Um... And you get this choice, this moral choice that means really nothing mm-hmm. in the scheme of things, but it's an interesting way to open a video game. Would you like to throw a baseball at this interracial couple or try to hit the guy running this nonsense in the face with this ball? It means nothing. It, it plays out the same way either way. Well, don't you, you – but you later encounter that couple again, don't you? I, I did not. So maybe you did. I, no, I don't I, remember. I thought- Maybe it's not the same couple. I, I mean, I know you meet that other couple who's yes. basically running the, uh, they're, they're kind of running a clinic for, um, for, is it for workers or for, it's not, it's not really important to the plot, but you know, I, I remember know walking, you have to meet them. But I remember walking through the house with the, couple. I remember walking through the house with a printing press. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, that's, that's the one. I think, that, I don't think they were interracial though, but I don't remember. Um, no, no, it's, I, I know it's not the same couple, but, yeah, it's um, not the, I, but I, I could have sworn that you ran into that couple again. You might, you might, and Maybe. I just missed it. Because there's a lot of stuff that you can do in a lot of people's environments that you can kind of go through that are yeah. not, like, directly necessary for the plot, but definitely set the tone of this world. Yeah. And the tone of this world is, hey, homie, um, <laughs> racism is here, mm-hmm. and fuck Lincoln. Yeah. And like, by the way, yeah. One of my favorite things to do in this game was to go through some of the houses and look at the paintings on the wall. Uh-huh. And the greatest one in the game is just Booth holding a gun to the back of Lincoln's head and Lincoln's got those like horns, like he's the devil. Yep. Yep. It just, it's very telling. Like that captures that's what this world is. Yeah. That is where we are at. Like damn. And that you know what? Like I'm a white chick from New Jersey. That makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like it made me it made me uncomfortable. So good job, video game. Yeah, <laughs> nice work. Thanks. Yeah, good job. Thanks for that. Um, after that whole scenario with the baseball, they pretty much throw you into combat, and the entire world kind of changes. It changes to a place where everybody wants to fucking kill you. Yep, because they know and who you are. Everybody wants to kill you. Yes. Uh, and it and the, the way they introduce you to combat is that you take somebody's skyhook and like shove it into their neck. And yeah. Pretty much okay. Cut so their head off. this really surprised me because it happens really fast that you go from essentially zero to throat puncturing it's and it's like i don't remember and i haven't gone back and booted up original bioshock yet i don't remember bioshock being i mean you have a wrench very early first thing you get and you're bludgeoning people with it but i don't remember it being so fucking graphic like i don't either i shoved Um, my skyhook through a dude's heart 
and yeah. just turned it the fuck off. And there are there are multiple death there are like four of those. That, yeah. Three or four of them. One where you cut the guy's neck off, one where you just like grab him at the neck and snap it, one where you shove it through his heart. Like yep. I don't remember Rapture being such a violent place in, in like the graphic nature of it. Right. This was like uncomfortable. Yeah, and and like I said, it it was surprising to me because I I don't get surprised at violence in video games, me and, and perhaps that's what they were going for. Maybe they wanted you to. Uh, I, maybe I guess... they were trying to shock you into it a little bit more. <laughs> shock. <laughs> um, uh, oh God, people sorry. were so, so sorry. sorry. Don't do that. I, I, the only <laughs> thing so that I sorry. could, after finishing the game and sitting down and really think about it, and then replaying the beginning of the game with my husband because he wanted to see it, the only thing I can imagine thinking is that they never. In the original Bioshock, they didn't really tell you Jack's backstory so much. Mm-hmm. In this game, like you're a war hero, essentially. Mm-hmm. You're you're you are an ex-soldier. So the only justification I can see is that that dude knows how to fuck guys up. Like I, that's I mean, the that's... only path I can see through this. Wh- scenario. While while yes, I can I can see that, and that that could be a legitimate um, a legitimate explanation for that. I really doubt they give them sky hooks in the army and okay, say, look, shove these through dudes. But then again, they do give you fucking large knives and and you know okay, bayonet valid, attachments valid. for your rifle back in the 1900s. Valid. So like you were stabbing dudes in the neck a whole okay. lot. All right. So just making do with what you got. Yeah, yeah I got. It. I think, and I think that's a military thing. Like, I've got this sure. weapon. Like, I'm going to kill people with it. But I just, I don't think I was expecting it to be so like in my face. Mm-hmm. They did a pretty good job of abstracting it enough in Bioshock, the original, where it's like, ah, I just killed this guy with a wrench, but at least I didn't see his brain split open. Like, well, see, it, it was, it was more in the original Bioshock, and and it can be here too. It just depends on how you fight. But it, it was more about modifying yourself with the tonics yeah yeah for for me that was how i played and 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 i I think that shows a little bit more in the fact that there are what is it eight vigors total eight total vigors how many tonics were there there were a lot a lot more um and And there were a lot more combinations and things that you can do with them now i I didn't get into a whole lot of the combinations with this because i know that there are several you know it's funny the game did not do a very good job of explaining that so no the only way you really tell about them is the the tooltips yeah and that's that's pretty much it on the loading screen you could never have seen that hey by the way by the way electric crows do this electric fire crows um so there are some fundamental things they did to this game, and I don't know how I feel about them. So on one hand, they let you fast select between any two vigors yes. from your wheel at any time. You didn't have to go and equip them at a whatever they called it in original Bioshock, where you know you had to do that yeah. in Bioshock. But on the other hand, they only let you carry two guns at a time. Yeah, and there's no switch wheel, so they kind of flip flopped the way that combat yeah. worked. I don't. I didn't love that. I didn't love having to choose my guns before I knew what my combat scenario necessarily was. Now, I will say, I will say that um, I, for as for uh, how the uh, the vigors went, um, I pretty much stuck with the same two. What did you use for your for your scenario? Well, I, I mostly use the crows. The crows um, are the shit. They made yeah, the they, bees they look really, like bitches. They really, really are. Um, oh god. And, I used possession occasionally. I swapped that one in and out. My favorite was the Bronco one that shot dudes up in the air. And see, I never used that. Oh my I god! Used it, when... I used it like once to get the achievement, and that I, was it. I upgraded that to the point where they were just hanging out for like forty-five seconds. I like... occasionally used the um, like the electricity. I never and I used occasionally that one. used the one with the tentacles. I loved that one in the final battle. Yeah, Sh- shoving dudes off the side of the uh, airship was mm-hmm. necessary for me anyway yeah. to get through that um 
but uh, but mostly I just use the crows. I use the Bronco one the most, which elevated the dudes because fully upgraded, it just I would be able to shoot them and they would go higher in the air. Like so, and the area effect was just huge. And then I alternated between possession and crows the yeah. rest of the time. Oh, good. Like I said, just crows. That crows were great because once you get the crows fully upgraded, once something dies to crows, it becomes a crow mine I essentially. Know. So you just, I would just walk through after a fight, and there was just crows everywhere. Just and dude, when guys got like pecked apart by the crows early in the game, and then they were still able to get back up and come at you, they looked awful. Yeah, they Dude. got they got kind of fucked by that. Uh, although I, I, my husband kept saying, "Do the crows again? Do do the do those fucking crows?" It was just you know, oh god. Yeah, I liked I liked that way better than the bees. Like I I liked the vigors in this game I a great I never, deal. Yeah, I, I did too, and I I think that by by cutting them down a little bit in number, they were able to focus a little bit better. I just wish they had given me more incentive to use the combinations. I think if you play through, I play yeah. through mostly on normal. And if you play through on normal, you don't even need, you don't need to do that. You can get through no, almost every no. combat scenario I, I in the game. Through, I played through completely yeah. on normal and I never used, I might have gotten one by accident. Once. I did one by accident. When yeah. I first got the shock jockey and I already had the crows, I accidentally made electric crows. And I was like, oh man, boogie woogie woogie. Well, see, the thing is, <laughs> I don't I don't know how much more effective those are. I, I, I don't know because I never really messed with it. But right. that uses up a lot of your magic. Salts. Yeah. Salts. Yes. Well, I I think once you acquire Elizabeth and she has the ability to sort of address your need at the moment, because the AI was pretty good. I do like that. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't have a whole lot of problem with with that. Um, There were a couple of points where I was a little bit low on ammo, but I basically pulled a Vinny there and didn't realize you could sneak by those guys. So I ended up killing. You know exactly. We're going to get to that. That is a really fucking weirdly. You know, we talk about it right now. Fuck it. Because the only real thing that we need to talk about in detail by itself is the ending. So there's a point about. I don't know, four-fifths. It's towards the end it, of the game. It's very, it's very late in the game. And you're kind of... You're, Elizabeth's been taken away from you. Songbird came, and she let Songbird take her. Songbird yes. being her sort of guardian. And she said, okay, it, look... It's essentially the, the quote-unquote big daddy. Yeah, of like, and it, she, ha- she and him have some sort of connection. And they don't... I don't know how many voxophones you listen to, but it's... It, they... I listen to... I, know, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get too far into it, but I did get far enough to know that the handymen were basically people who they had taken yes and and put in these suits because, because they, they were had, already dying is yeah that terminal cancers and stuff like that and the and the, songbird is somehow connected to that yeah the idea that i got was that songbird came first um okay. and is they yeah, i wasn't that he's, i wasn't really sure whether songbird was like the one that came first he or was the, first iteration ah, it okay. seemed for, okay. to me well, and it's fun. You find, like, documents. That sound, they're not voxophones, but don't you find, like, blueprints? Yes. Yeah, you see some weird stuff up on the walls in the siphon and yeah. stuff about yeah. Songbird. But it seems like Songbird was first. And they imply that Songbird has some either the soul of a, a person or a person inside of it. Mm-hmm. So it has some sort of a soul. Like, there's some I sort of reason. They, I honestly thought that they were going for Booker with Songbird. Uh, yes. that's a, It's an easy leap, and I thought yeah. so, too. Um, <clears throat> and then the so handyman... Oh, so much more. The handymen are sort of iterations on that sort of technologic right. idea right. Um, where, so, you know, man and machine kind of combine sure. thing. Sure. Um, oh, Songbird, you motherfucker. God, I just... That- that scene, like yeah, yeah, okay. So, we, what we what we have re- now referred to a couple of times, I think, is um, towards the end of the game. 
It's after the final battle. It's when the ending sequence starts. And you're it is is right at the beginning of there. What happens is you so uh, Elizabeth has been um, taken out of her tower at this point. You know, that's 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 she's back with you. Get her. She is. She is with you. Um, You fought the last battle back. You are you are basically done. You have ordered Songbird to tear down Elizabeth's tower. The siphon, Uh, which is which they which they imply through voxophones and some other things is what is controlling her power and keeping her from being able to use it to the potential. Yes, and also they imply it might be a siphon. They are drawing off power from her and maybe using it to power power parts of the city and nonsense like that. Um, Soon as you do that, as soon as you order Songbird to attack that siphon, she realizes. You know, you claim that you you lost control of Songbird. He's coming after you, and she says, "No, he's not." Mm-hmm. And you get a white screen, yes. and when color comes back in, you're essentially in rapture, and Songbird is underwater. Depending on where, yeah, I was gonna say, depending on where you're facing, I, I don't know if like it always pops you back in the same thing because I mean, you still have control of Booker at that point. Yes, you can walk around that room. You can ignore probably one of the most heartfelt moments in the entire. Oh my game. god! Like. Because see, what essentially what happened with me, I keep saying essentially, I'm sorry. Uh, what what happened with me was that when that popped back up, I kind of looked off to. Oh, you did the thing I didn't do. I kind of looked off to my right and I saw, I, I I had this moment, and I go, okay, I wonder where we are. You know, this is yeah, this conscious, is different. This is talk. not the the okay. airship I was just I, on. She yeah. she has clearly taken us to someplace else, right? Because she can. Okay. This doesn't look like the same type of place. Right. It looks like we're kind of in the 50s. Oh, fuck. It's right. rapture. So I didn't have this moment. So what they I give totally you... did. I had that moment, but I realized that something important was going on oh. to my left. So I paid attention. So what? And, you know, <sighs> sat there with my fucking mouth hanging open going, it, oh, my it was God. Such a, I can't. It was... Oh, God. So they that paint hurts. this picture throughout this game that she and Songbird clearly have a connection. Like, the way she talks to him in the very beginning of the game where you come and get her out of the tower, and she says to him, just a minute, I'm getting ready, because the statue yeah. plays the song that calls him in. I'm getting, I'm still getting dressed. She talks to Songbird as if he's, uh, it's a very Beauty and the Beast kind of I, moment. Yeah. It's a very yeah, Belle and the Beast when she first <laughs> comes to the tower. It doesn't hurt that she looks like Belle. So much. But yeah. she's, she talks to this, like, mechanical demon creature that's supposed to be keeping her locked away in this tower mm-hmm. in, in a way that's really curious because you would kind of expect her to just be like, look, buddy, fuck off. Well, but this is pretty much the only contact that she has had with any- anything. Because if if anything is that when you're going in to get her, you see all these signs saying do not have contact with the subject ever. Those are great. Those are, by the way, great. Because she'll probably kill you. I kind of love how the quarantine level increases as you go closer Uh and closer uh to Elizabeth. It gets up to like 160 something days. It's awesome. Um, It's over 9,000. Yes. Yes, I did just make that joke. Lowell's electricity. But uh, so she 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 gains essentially when you destroy the siphon she gains infinite control of her power she she can do whatever she wants she can essentially create tears open tears transport people she she can see the future you, you get you get a couple of lines from her um saying and I think this is when you're actually headed towards the last battle saying, you know, maybe this, maybe this is the problem, you know, because when I was little, I yes. could do so much more. Yes. So uh, we, and we, but, and yes. that was before, oh my, uh, let's, let's not talk about them Booker we, pulling the fucking siphon out of her back oh. and, and cinching up her corset. So like I told you guys, like we, we discussed, like Elizabeth does get taken away from you by Songbird at one point and they give you this really interesting scene where you're, you're walking through this facility to try to find her. And that's where you encounter the Boys of Silence for the first time, which are 
these mechanical things that when they see you and alert, all these other Washington-faced dudes come at you. So you essentially, yeah. it's a stealth section. If you can stealth through, you don't have to deal with the Except that I didn't realize that. Holy gee. But after, after well, the first I worked one. Out, I worked out that the, uh, is it is it a boy of science? It's a boy of science, yes. Thing is called? That is okay. what that thing is called. So yes. I worked out that that was what was controlling the little guys. But I thought that you could kill him and the rest of them would die. Oh, so no, I was trying to attack it. It's basically immune i think no it's not immune uh you ha- you can not? kill it but you still have to kill once it's alerted you pretty much have to kill it <laughs> i saw because i saw him and i was like okay well before it sees me i'm just gonna kill it so i started shooting it and as that soon just, as you hit it with yeah, one bullet it alerts was, everything <laughs> so really... after the first one i actually snuck through that entire segment without dealing with any more because that's pretty much the only place that i had major ammo problems. they don't give you any ammo in that yeah. segment because and elizabeth's not there any. yeah and, the, the yes. things that sense after you drop nothing yeah no, no they they're nothing correct it's a it's aggravating and it feels it's a it's a plot device they want you to creep through that part they want you to take that part slowly i think i showed them (laughs) i showed them i fucked everything up um and you go through that entire segment and you get these flashbacks and that's where you get the scene with old elizabeth yes where she tells she shows you new york burning and pretty much tells you you have to stop this from happening like Mm -hmm. here is how you do that and she gives you the card that essentially tells other Elizabeth had to control Songbird so they could prevent this from happening. Yes. And then you get flashed forward and you have to rip this torture device essentially out of her back and then tie her corset while she is getting very pissed at yeah. Comstock. Now, see, I don't, I was trying to think of this. You don't ever actually see her back before that, do you? Because if this is how they've been controlling her all along, she would have already had to have had a pretty substantial hole in her back. Uh, you know, this, this would be this would not be a new thing. As you were walking through her siphon tower the first time, it's definitely implied that that this has been happening before. Because um, I mean, you see those like this test areas and everything. Like you yeah. see that the chairs but, I mean, specifically, you don't no, see. they don't. She, show it's you. always covered, right? They, yeah, they the, when you first meet her, she's got the jacket, and then she changes at one point, and she has another sort of jacket thing over yeah. her. Yeah, she oh. definitely never shows you her back. Um, that's an interesting point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. God, that scene where you just rip that, and she just says, just do it. Mm-hmm. And I fucking felt really bad. Well, she sounds really resigned at that point, which is kind of also what makes me think this is not the first time that this yeah. particular siphon has been just, stuffed in her back. Just do it. And I, I think what really bothered me was the corset. <laughs> it's like, Cinching yeah, you know corset, what? Yeah. I've, just, I've, just, yeah, I've just had this thing ripped out of my back. Just, you know, go ahead and lace me and back she, up. And she just goes, can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. And, like, you tie it, and, you know, at one point you tie it tight enough to have it be a corset, and she is yeah. obviously uncomfortable. And it's just like... She, there's a turning point of her personality that starts to happen through this game, and that's the mm-hmm. breaking point. And she goes to get her jacket, and she is fucking, let's do this shit. Like, yeah. you're not going well, that's without when you, me. That's when you have an argument with her where she says, I'm killing him, and you say, no, you're not. And she says, are you going to fucking stop me? No, she pretty much <laughs> that, says. That was a great line. No, yeah. that's, I think that's Yeah, I think she says, are you going to stop me? And, and you're like, I, I no. Think, I think the actual line is, what are you going to do, stop me? And he says, no, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, which is, you know made me like booker like yeah. he's clearly trying to protect this woman um this woman that he has been hired to go get so and bring I, to new york had, city he has had a complete turn by this yes point. he well because he's seen all the fuck when he starts to and that part made me very uncomfortable when they first take elizabeth from you and you get to this point where you're going to rescue her and oh. you're hearing her scream because she's being essentially yeah. tortured mm-hmm. as you're moving through the segment it made me like ring my hands on my controller and like grit my teeth like i'm uncomfortable i'm uncomfortable with the sounds that she's making like yeah. i don't I mean, want to investigate yeah, I, I, every should be. i don't want and and it broke my need to investigate every container yeah realize this is a video game like i 
this is i'm uncomfortable i need to go find her now yeah now and it's an artificial sense of urgency it will go on forever until you get i think that's a little better i I think i think that's a lot better way to handle it than just saying oh she's out there go get her yeah and here's the time this way this way you you want to go get her because you (laughs) want that to stop and and it's you're it's fake urgency because you don't have to go get her you can let her go as long as you want you can leave her go as long as you want i was uncomfortable i yeah i want to go now like now this needs to stop now i am uncomfortable Mm -hmm. oh that part Mm. i just and it's it's that part was dark and graphic and awful and then you get you get through that part you get her back and you go deal with comstock and you get through the final battle and she gets her powers back and you're met with this moment where she's standing on one side of a glass window and Songbird is on the other side. And you realize Songbird's underwater. I did not process this the same way you did the first time. I didn't look left or right. I was looking at because she puts her hand on that glass. And I yes. was so intrigued by her relationship with this mechanical bird demon thing. Mm-hmm. And she tells him, it's okay, it's okay, it's all right now. Essentially kills him. She essentially kills him. Yes. It, mm, like, man. Yeah. That, because you, I mean, you don't, you don't have a connection to Songbird as an individual. I don't think I, maybe that's the wrong word, but yes. you haven't you haven't formed. I mean, he is definitely a character. I'm I'm saying he. I mean, it, it he it, whatever. Yes. But if you, well, you don't you don't have a connection to it as. Um, necessarily part of the the storyline and having a personality correct uh, it's, I guess, it's, I guess a, it's a guardian demon thing it's meant to but be a... still it's like it's like she's killing her dog yeah they're related like and the thing yeah. is they they spend the entire game setting you up where you really do think the moment where songbird bursts into that airship mm-hmm. cabin this is it this is the final boss fight i'm fighting yes. that thing yes. Fuck this game i don't well, want to fight th- that i mean thing. You, you think from yeah from the very beginning even before the beginning of the story you see this thing on is he on the cover i think he is i don't remember i don't have it in front i don't of me, know but you do you whatever you, have a moment you, you know you're... it's not a secret that that, that this creature right. that this character is in the game and so obviously you scary think, so... obviously you think at some point i'm gonna have to kill this thing yeah and it sucks it's gonna suck because it's gonna be a shitty boss fight and i'm gonna yep. hate it it's gonna be just like the end of the first bioshock fuck this game no 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 they resolve that storyline in a way that makes you feel bad for that motherfucker mm-hmm. like oh, deeply it, it, bad terrible. because it doesn't understand what's happening that I, was that was the thing that do really you think got... that's true do you really think that's true because it, it's very possible like if it's part human if the implications that it's part human are correct it could totally know what's happening okay so i i phrased that badly okay. it understands what's happening but i don't does it get why? I'm it, not sure it understands why. I, it, I'm not, I I mean, and I could be wrong here. It just, it, it very much seems to me like it knows, it, it may be able to process what she has done. Okay. But it doesn't think at this point that it has done anything wrong. No, you know, it's interesting. It depends on how much you buy into how much that thing is human, right? Mm. So it's very possible that Songbird knows that this is a p- potential outcome to this scenario. Mm-hmm. That all of this can play out in a way that if... She escapes that siphon's power. Mm-hmm. She will ultimately end it. You know? And because she can. She can end anything she wants. She's infinitely powerful, largely. But it doesn't ever... 
directly that I can think of try to harm her. In fact, pretty no. much the opposite. Yeah, when it tries, when she tries to get in its way of killing Booker at that one point where she yes. gets taken away, it pushes her away with the back of its hand, mm -hmm. as if to say, "I don't want to hurt you. Yeah. That's not my place. My place is to guard you and protect you." Right. Um. It's Songbird's a protector. Songbird's not a bad dude or yeah. creature. It, I just, I wonder if it knows that it has to play out this way. If it knows that, you know. It just seemed like just the noises that it's making and the movements that it's making just very much put me in mind of a, I'm not even really sure how to phrase this because it's not a mindless animal. No, because definitely not. Definitely not. It, it but reminded me of a sick dog that knows it needs to be put down. Maybe. You know, like I, this cannot, it's you are free of this world. This cannot, mm -hmm. there's no other way this can end for me. My only job was to protect you. Right. But that's just me. Like that, you know, it was very sad, but it also didn't like, when she said it was okay, it stopped struggling. Mm. It just let it go, you know? And it just, it, so I, I guess there's a bunch of different ways to see that. That scene was really powerful for me. It was probably one of the most powerful scenes in that entire Now, I, I think I probably know the answer to this, but I can't quite bring it up in my head. What color were its eyes when, when it drowned? Were they green? I think they were green. I think they shifted to green. I, I would have I to think check you're, that. I think you're right, but I would assume that that was the case. It but... always turned green when it was docile and understood what yes. was going on. It wasn't, you know, yellow when it was concerned and red when it was like, I'm going to fuck you up, Booker DeWitt. <laughs> um, I think it turned green. I think it yeah. turned green after she told it that it would be okay. And mm. then it was, ah, oh, you know, that'd be I, I have to, I'm going to have to rewatch um, yeah. that to be sure. But that's my memory of it. And I think that's why I had that. It's a sick dog that has to be put down yeah. thought in my head, which is a really sad thought, but kind yeah. of. Oh, yeah. No, but it, it makes sense. So <laughs> we're going to, we're just going to jump in. Let's just talk okay. about how this game is. So, well, we're already in a good spot to we're do that. We're pretty much there. So you, after the scene with Songbird and I'm sitting there like holding my controller and then realizing, oh, this isn't just an ending. It's an interactive ending. Like I have to do something. Mm -hmm. So I had not looked to my right or left. So I look to my right and I see the door that says Securus. Uh-huh. And I went, oh, fucking shit, I know where I am. I'm in the 1950s. I'm in uh -huh. Rapture. And, and see, I, I, had, I been, had I been thinking about that more, I might have I hit the Rapture thing right off, but it was, it was very definitely a, oh, this is the time period oh, oh shit. Well, and you turn from that door and you see Welcome to Rapture and yes. you're like, oh, fuck, I know where I am. I'm in the bathysphere chamber. And see, I didn't even realize oh. that you could go up the stairs around there and yeah. there's a gatherer's garden at yes, the top of the Yes, it's right at the top of the stairs. There's a bunch of and, you know, rubble. I yeah. remember playing around in there once I realized where I was because the yeah. urgency was done. She wasn't screaming in fear anymore. So I felt right. a little more like I could... And then you follow her and you realize she wants me to go to the bathosphere like, mm -hmm. and get in it and pull the, the thing. But since we're at the point of the start of Bioshock, that means she wants me to go up. Yes. So we're, so what the fuck is going on? Right? Uh -huh. yeah, we're not going into Rapture at this no, point. No, we're leaving. Yeah. Uh, and his line is absurd and ridiculous and kind of hilarious. He says, uh, oh, something like at the bottom, a city, uh, city under the water. Ridiculous. <laughs> and I went, ah, oh, shit, you Booker. That's a little you on the nose for me. A little that. on the yeah. nose. Um, but uh, they, they give you the start of this video game again, but underwater. Yes. They give yes. you the city unveil. All over. Well, and, and it's, it's interesting that they don't make a big deal out of this being Rapture. They almost dismiss it because he asks something like, where, where are we? Or, you know, he, he asks where they are mm -hmm. and she just, and she gives it a very dismissive answer. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I don't remember what she says. Like, uh, just another place or something, yeah, something you, along those lines. You get out and she pretty much drops the bomb on you that it, that it all starts with a man, a city and a lighthouse. Yes. 
And that's there's the, always a man a city in a lighthouse. And you go, you start following her through these doors in these lighthouses. Um, now, in that section, did you? Are, is there more than one way to go? Yeah, with, you can go any number of ways to get to a door. I wonder if any of that changes anything. It like doesn't. If you go to a different lighthouse. I mean, and I'm not talking about major things because I know that's all going to be the same. But for example, the whether it might change what Elizabeths you get. Uh, it looks like, and I, I only, the only other, I watched the other, the ending two other times, once on YouTube and once where, where Giant Bomb did their live stream. Right. Yes. And it looked, Vinny went through a different door than I did and mm-hmm. the YouTube person went through a different door than I did, largely. I went straight shot, first door. I wanted I to see, I, I wanted to see where this was going because yeah. my, I wasn't there yet. I hadn't quite gotten all the way where Elizabeth wanted me yes. to be yet. And it looks like it's all playing out the same, which is, which is to say like, which makes sense. I mean, it, it really, you could have made an argument for either way. It, it really is to say like the way that this is played out up to here decides the fate of this timeline. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's what door you go through is not important. Right. You know, it's just that what has happened up till now is what's important. Um, there, I've, I'm starting to go back through this game, and there have been a lot of sort of voxophones that I did not listen to. Yeah. And you, and definitely there's some implications about some of the beginning of this game that link to this this idea that there have been 122 bookers before this one that yeah. the Lutices have tried to bring through this scenario. And And this is the part that I didn't pick up on immediately or really even at all uh, until very late. Um, was the the 122 bookers thing. So here's here's what uh, my question is. So 122 bookers in this specific scenario in Colombia? Yes. Or involving the Colombia timeline. Okay. Is my is my inference. So Because as as I'm sure we're going to talk about here in in just a few minutes, Booker is not always specifically Booker in Colombia or there is at least the <laughs> very strong possibility that there is more to him than just being Booker DeWitt. If Columbia exists, yes. Booker DeWitt is not Booker DeWitt. So, Elizabeth leads you through all these these lighthouses, essentially, and you get to a scene in a river mm-hmm. that takes place right after Wounded Knee, where a yes. preacher, which happens to be the first, the preacher from the very beginning of the game, that insists yes. in order to, to enter Columbia, you must be baptized. Whitaker, maybe something with a I W. Or not important. I uh, yeah. And At least I don't think it is. He, Shit, it might be. He poses the question to you as a younger person. You know, do you take baptism? Mm-hmm. Booker says no. Your character that you're playing right now says no, no, I don't. I rejected this. I I didn't choose this. No. What you go you follow through the ending, and what you realize is that yeah, Elizabeth has essentially dropped the bomb that there are an infinite number of universes in which this combination of things play out. Mm-hmm. In one universe. Booker DeWitt, after Wounded Knee, rejects baptism. Yes. He goes back. He's very remorseful about what he did during the war, and he drinks and gambles himself halfway to death. And but he, he also has a child. He has a child. And there is some dialogue. dies in childbirth. There is some dialogue, yeah, at one point where he says... Is that a boxophone, um, or is that just something he says? He I says can't... it. I believe he says that his... Uh, oh, no, I think it's in a conversation with Comstock, Yes, isn't it? it is in the conversation right. with Comstock. His, his wife died, died in childbirth. So you have a child. No. No. Yeah. Um, and Which, if you're not really thinking about it, can just be no every, child died also. Everyone died in childbirth, which yes. is my jump. Because yes. he keeps talking about Anna through this scenario, and my leap was, Anna's clearly his dead wife. Yes. No, Anna's that is not. Also assumed. And, and they unveil in the ending that Anna is not. Anna's the baby that he gave away. Yes. 
give us the girl and wipe away the debt. So that's actually a really... Oh God! I hated that so, part. I'm a mother of two children. I I did see, not handle that shit well. Very emphatically, not a mother, and even I tried to get the fuck out of that room for a really long time before so, I realized, no, you can't. They place you in a room uh, with a crib and a baby in the crib, yes. and Robert. So, Lutites. It's it's a yeah it's it's a it's a flat or I, well yeah I guess it's a flashback to um your the beginning of office. this Booker's timeline yes your office yes. gambling debts everywhere so you are in this room with Elizabeth who obviously was not there at at the the actual time she's pushing this progression well, not, forward not in this form right yet. not in this she, time. she is she is there not as part of this but as a, kind of an outsider Lutes can't see her right um or even so, if he could he knows that she she is pushing this plot he, device yeah, forward he, sure, she is opening the tears to allow this sequence yes. of events to happen. This is in a tear um so you are told once again as you've been being told this entire game give us the girl and bring us the girl and wipe away the debt right so your first reaction or mine was anyway is to look at elizabeth who's standing over here and think well i can't bring her to you she's standing over there and she's not part of this anyway and then you realize that you have a prompt to open a door in yes. your office which leads so, to an, a bedroom yes with a crib there's in. a crib in there once you enter that room, Lutes pops up in the doorway behind you or follows you. Or you Robert, yeah. the male Lutes. Yes, Let's yes. be very clear. Um, he follows you into the doorway and blocks it off. <laughs> you cannot leave this room until you do what they want you to do. It was really uncomfortable for me to do this. You have yeah. to press the two prompts to pick up the yes. baby and give it to Lutes. Yes, this is not a cutscene. This is you have to do this. If you don't do this... You don't leave that room. The story will not progress. You can't do anything else other than pick up that baby and give it to Lutice. It's so uncomfortable. And he says to Lutice at the time, what choice do I have? Because he hasn't made this connection yet. Mm-hmm. He hasn't yeah, realized. I didn't, even th- I didn't even think he was saying that to Lutice. I thought he was saying that to himself. Uh, he sa- he said it out loud regardless yeah. of that. He said right, it to exactly. someone. I-, I read it as he's saying it to Lutice. But mm-hmm. um, that is the, m- the moment when I realized, oh, Anna wasn't his wife. Mm-hmm. See, I, I didn't. Anna even, I, was his. I got daughter. it. That I think and I think I got it exactly the way they wanted me to, which was at I, the moment I, that we're coming to, yeah. right? But then it's like I'm sitting there, and I'm going, "Fuck that brand on his hand!" Oh fuck, you know. So then they show this scene afterwards where Comstock has the baby, and they're they're running through a terror. Yes. And Booker's taking it back. He doesn't want to give up his daughter. Mm-hmm. And as he's running to try to, and he grabs the baby. The baby's also in Comstock's hands. They're wrestling for this baby. And the, the um, Tara, he asks to close the Terry, rips the baby out of Booker's arms, and she holds her hand out, and her fucking pinky gets cut off by the tear. And I sit there, I put the controller down, and I said, oh, fucking shit. That, that, so, and I'm like thinking, oh, that was my moment of big revelation, like, oh, no, <laughs> I didn't make the connection that Elizabeth and Anna were the same person until right then right. and there. I made the connection that Anna DeWitt was what the brand meant. Sure. And that it was also his daughter, likely. Uh-huh. And Book- I got uh-huh. there before Booker did. Mm-hmm. But that goddamn moment, like when you realize yeah. what just happened, mm-hmm. then they take you to the second revelation. And the second revelation is that the alternate timeline that exists here is if Booker takes that baptism. Yes. And his, they ask you during baptism, what name do you choose? <laughs> Zachary Comstock. Yep. Fucking yep. shit. And, so, and, and the, the, the point is, like, Elizabeth... Booker has been saying, I want to go back, I want to go back, and I want to, dr- I want to smother him in his crib. So this mm-hmm. never happens. Well, I think, I think it's important to note as well that... Um, well, I, I, 
if uh, Comstock had been able to have a child in his normal quote unquote timeline, then this might not have happened. It wouldn't have happened. The, the whole explanation reason. that they give is that since he's been messing with the tears and since he's been messing with all of this, this technology and all of this science, you know, science in capital letters, mm. uh, it has not only made him sterile, it has also fucked with his aging process, yes. which is why he much, looks so much yes. older. Correct. Even uh, though he's than, not. Then, yeah, yeah. Yes. No, t- they should be the same age. The same, largely the same age, yes. But he, which, yes. which also opens up something else that we'll talk about after this, right. which, I, a, a possibility that... Uh, so many possibilities. Fucks with my brain. Um, the, thing, the thing that's... There, there are a lot of voxophones that fill in a lot of this backstory and a lot of incidental conversations. Mm-hmm. So the other Lutest, female, Rosalinda, maybe? What was her? Something like that. Whatever. Rosa she is the one who was a yeah. quantum physicist who created the ability for Columbia to fly and discovered the ability to open tears. She is, she is the Lutest from the Comstock timeline. Correct. And Robert Lutest, the male Lutest, is kind of the Lutest that exists in Booker's timeline. Yes. And essentially, female Lutest gets bored and finds out about the existence of essentially her male counterpart and and wants to interact with him tries to bring him through um from some of the voxophones in the fink area of the game it seems as if uh comstock figured out that lutes was trying to screw with the timelines they were essentially doing thought experiments to try to bring booker through yeah. from an alternate timeline and see what would happen like they thought it was a game they thought it was science right and he orders Lutes to be killed by Fink. Mm-hmm. And Fink tries to kill her by using her tear technology and essentially makes That's her stupid. and... Why wouldn't you just shoot her? I don't... God damn it. He essentially <laughs> makes her and her male counterpart exist through all time. They yes. Can, they can... They which just exist. Which is really interesting, which is why they keep showing up, which is why they keep having these weird conversations. They're phenomenal. And... They're the best characters yes. in the whole game. Yes. But it's the reason and, which... that... I know that um, the female Lutest is voiced by Jennifer Hale. Who voices the male Lutest? I don't know, but he was excellent. anybody? Yeah, I don't was, know. Well, he definitely was. I didn't know whether it was anybody that, like, I would know. And their nonsense I, conversations I are just, they're the ones on the rowboat in the beginning, you find yes. out. They're the ones leading a, quote, thought experiment. They're essentially doing a scientific experiment on Booker. Mm-hmm. They do the coin flip. Yep. There's a reason it always comes up heads. They know yep. what's going to happen already. Which I we we talked about this during our our first crazy person conversation, but Jesus. when Elizabeth throws you coins throughout the game, they always come up heads, don't do they? they? I, I think they I do. I think. I don't It's I, I don't really know really sure, but... vague. It's hard to see on my setup. I I think they do, but I I would I want someone to tell That's me yes or curious. no to that. Um that would just be one more little touch. <laughs> it's an interesting like touch like they know what's going to happen already and their banter proves it um and and fink totally created this scenario under which they could just do whatever they want they can exist in any timeline they can't really be killed yeah and they sort of just bump in and out of time whenever they need to because Mm -hmm. they just kind of are these weird omnipotent beings kind of like elizabeth but without the power to actually open the tears it seems um well, I don't think they need the tears. They don't. So they just blink in and out. Helpful. They go know. where, yeah, they go wherever they want to be. Like, and it's it's really fascinating. I think they're probably the best characters in this game. They are very, they are very interesting. I do like. I just, I do like what was done with them. So what they present you with at the end of this game is the revelation that Dewitt and Comstock are the same person. They just in, exist in different time timelines, and you're standing back at the baptismal site, and Booker figures all this out after yes. he said he wants to smother Comstock in his crib. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth is talking to him, and there starts to be more and more Elizabeths 
um, implying they're, they're different Elizabeths from different timelines that sure. also involve Columbia. Mm-hmm. And they drowned him. And in that ending, what there are five of them, and I believe four of them blink out. Well, you don't know if the last one right. Out. Well, and, and so the fifth one, <laughs> the note that plays when she would blink out fades the whole scene to black. Yes. So you have no idea what happens to Elizabeth in that timeline. The way that I read this when I finished this game is that what we've essentially done is we haven't destroyed Dewitt. Mm-hmm. We've destroyed the possibility of Comstock and Columbia. Well. I kind of like the explanation because once you once that happens, you go to the credits. Yes. If you sit through the entirety of the credits, yes. you get a very brief scene in which you you have control. You, you wake up back, as Booker. Yeah, yes, you wake up as Booker in his office. Covered and, in gambling debts on yes, the desk stuff. Yes. Worth noting. But you also have the option, as you did before, to open the door that leads into what you now know is um, or was Anna's, Anna's room. room. So you push the door open and you get a brief shot of the crib. You cannot see into the crib, but Correct. the crib is there. And yes. he just says, Anna, and then that's it. Anna, is that you? Anna? Oh, oh okay. Or something right. like that. Because yes. he hears a noise. You as the player character are not privy to what noise he heard. Right. You don't hear a baby not like, cry. You don't like hear a baby cry. You do not but... hear a baby cry. But there's a crib there, and he says her name. So, so I like the explanation that he is being given a second chance, and that this is yes. before he would have. This is still after his bap. This is still after his baptism. Yeah, or his failed baptism. He, well, he rejected it. In, the, yes. in this timeline, the way that I read it, in this timeline, he said no to the baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, but because there is no alternate timeline in, in which Columbia comes to exist, right. the way that I read this ending, and this is completely like, there's no fact here. This is just no, the no. way that I felt about it when I saw it. It was, he's never going to be proposed to give us, bring us the, ch- the, the girl and wipe right. away the debt. Like, he's stuck with his gambling debt, and he's still very remorseful about his, his participation in Wounded Knee. Mm-hmm. But there is no timeline under which Comstock and Columbia even exist. Yeah, we've we have we have not scrubbed all the timelines. We we have scrubbed that one, mm-hmm. the one in which he becomes Comstock, and we yeah. have this nonsense. Yeah. Um, it leaves a lot of open questions, though. Like, do tears still exist? Do the Lutices still exist? Did the mm-hmm. Lutices eliminate themselves in this scenario yeah. because the, Columbia doesn't exist? Which I think, I mean, no one's meant to know. I don't even think Ken Levine knows the answers to these questions. I think he ended his video game in a way that just said, we're done here. Yeah, this this is it. Because, I mean, in theory, in theory, you could make so many more Bioshocks after this. Infinite But it would number. be the wrong idea. If, you, like, if you, there you are could, more... Bi- it, it would just... It, they, I, I, think, I think the Giant Bomb guy said, I don't remember which one of them who has said it, but if they make another Bioshock that is set up like this, they done fucked up. Yeah, because it's like, there should be no... If, and if there's any other game that Ken Levine makes that is based this, on a man is sitting in the Ken lighthouse... Levine, this is Ken Levine dropping the mic. Yeah, and walking off. <laughs> and if he does not do that, then he has fucked it up. That's what he wanted to do after the original I Bioshock. I get the impression that he will. Like, I, I think that... It's time I, to move just, on. It's I mean, I don't, obviously I don't know Ken Levine, but um, just from what I've read, you know, interviews yeah. with him and that kind of stuff, I, I don't, I don't see him making another one. I hope, and I hope shouldn't. not. I, and what he tried to do this with original Bioshock and they fucked it up by making Bioshock 2. And yeah. while Minerva's Den was a very good piece of content for that game, Bioshock 2 should not have existed to me. It's fine. It's a Particularly fine Particularly not with these things bookending it. I, yeah, it's a fine product, but it just didn't do anything for me in that world that I had not already seen. You know, it was a side story that I just couldn't give a shit about. Um, did, 
there are a couple of open questions that we, you and I have talked about that are worth mentioning. Yes. The choice you have to give, to choose a brooch for Elizabeth. Yes. You get a cage or a bird. The bird looked dead to me. I chose the cage. See, I, I chose the bird because the bird was I upside assumed down. that she would not, well, uh, under, understood. Yeah. But my interpretation was that she's been trapped in this cage her whole life. Why sure. would she want to be wearing it on her neck? My, and see, it's funny because I looked at that bird thing and I thought, man, you know, the way she talked to Songbird, would she really want it dead? Yeah. Like, I definitely remember <laughs> and asking myself that question in the beginning of this video game, which is interesting. Um, none of the Elizabeths at the end of the game who drown booker are wearing a brooch at all and neither is old elizabeth no so it, it there's a couple of like leaps you can make there uh, yeah you know what i really i really wanted to um find out when she loses the brooch i was wondering because yes. when you're following her through the lighthouses i'm not sure if she's wearing it or not i don't remember she definitely is when you are in rapture i think i don't remember well, she... I, I just said definitely i think that was i i really um, do need to i want to rewatch the entire ending just to find yeah. out i think that yeah. Like the coin flip, this choice doesn't mean anything. Like yeah. you, you are you are. No, I think I think you're right. You are presented with an option right. to flip that coin by the Lutices, and, and he has a board full of heads and no tails. You I'm pretty could, sure I picked. I'm pretty sure I picked tails. I don't remember what I picked. I, I didn't look I, at the board yeah. before I picked it. No, I, I didn't either. I know I didn't it. look at the board, but I think I picked tails. Uh, I don't remember what I picked. It might have been heads. It might have been tails one time and heads the other. The choice makes no difference. Mm-hmm. It's it's speaking to the fact that you can't really change very much about the way this story is meant right. to play out. And, I, it, you know, I, the, the brooch could be seen as that. The brooch could be also be seen as this is not the same Elizabeth who existed in that timeline. So it's possible that Columbia still exists. Yeah. And that Booker becomes Comstock later in the timeline it's possible. You know? yeah. so that opens up a lot of weird questions it, it, to me it was just a choice that meant nothing much like throwing the baseball or mm-hmm. choosing the coin it didn't mean anything um man so heavy dude i know right oh, uh, <laughs> there the, so so i want to i want to talk about rapture because i think we probably this, should i think we okay. should let's, so, let's Let's talk about rapture. This is we are out of the realm of shit that could potentially be fact anymore. Yeah, like this, that this has been laid down by pure speculation. So you and I went down the same fucking crazy rabbit hole. Yes, this this fascinates me. Like I I really I my this is where my brain started to go with this. There are a couple ways this could go. If but let's talk about like visual similarity first, right? Um, in rapture, you are presented with a you quote utopian city. Mm-hmm. That exists outside of the realm of normal cities, i.e. under the water instead of up in the air. Mm-hmm. So thematically, it's very similar. You're also presented with the little sisters, who are dressed just like Elizabeth towards the end mm-hmm. of this game. White and blue dress. Mm-hmm. And they even have the um, the syringes, because you know, yeah. if, you, if you die, if, when you die in Bioshock, yes. uh, Elizabeth as long as she is with you at the time, resurrects you. And the way that she does it is you, you get these just kind of quick flashes of her tapping a syringe. A very large one. An awful lot like the ones that the little sisters have. Yes, and the, the eye color is very similar, and their protectors being this mechanical half-person part yep. Yep. robot Big Daddy, that's a whole lot like either a handyman or songbird, largely songbird. Yes. yes. Um, it... it it thematically is there is a you know ruler of this city that is you know uh, if um 
well, for, just as for the city itself, if there had been a tear that – or I, I guess they wouldn't have even needed a tear um, depending on when it actually happened. Um, the Lutesses, at least one of them, could potentially have – rather than creating the technology that keeps Columbia afloat – or afloat – that keeps Columbia – well, yeah, afloat. Afloat. They, they could have – uh, they could have instead yes. gone down another direction and created the technology that's keeping Rapture under the ocean. Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Two, kind of two sides of the same coin, if you'll forgive the expression. Oh, God. It's all yeah, so bad sorry. in this podcast. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> it's interesting because when I when I thought back on this, when I first finished the game, I was alone. I hadn't talked to anyone. And I hadn't Googled anything yet. My thought was, okay, the only way Rapture can exist is in a world where Columbia doesn't. Mm-hmm. And the reason I made that leap is because there's no way that there would be two future cities. Sure. That, that and, was and my while, leap. while yeah. I agree with that, they don't have to be in the same time. No. They don't exist. They, they can. They, right. They're not, they're not direct parallels because they're not at the exact same time, but they right. don't have to be at the same time because, because tears. Correct. I mean, that's that's sure. essentially how everything that gets explained that. Uh, but the problem is that it doesn't explain the scenario under which Columbia never happens. And perhaps this technology to open tears never gets figured out. Mm. You know? Well, what if, um, I, actually, I would think that um, it is most likely that Columbia doesn't exist and Rapture does in a timeline where Booker rejects the. Yes baptism but is never approached by Lucas. Yes, correct. Correct. Exactly. So the the only scenario under which this is the way my brain worked. My brain said, okay, Comstock is dead. Yes. He never was born. That yeah. timeline is shuttered. It can yes. never happen now. This is my brain at the end of this game. This is not necessarily true because I guess there could exist a world in which that could happen. But if Columbia... Well, if, there's an, if there's an infinite number, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> probably a scenario under which Booker could become comstock at a later date not involving baptism but in my head i was like okay in order for columbia to exist in this in this like you know the way that time is laid out here right he has to accept the baptism he has to become comstock i've just shuttered that timeline i've made it so that that cannot happen i did not end booker dewitt now <laughs> rapture is set is a 50s city 40s city booker wounded knee was much earlier yes so there's a whole lot of time in there mm-hmm um, to arrive at the place where the scientist Tenenbaum and the big sisters and the big daddies and Rapture all happen. Mm-hmm. So, but my thought is if Columbia exists, yes. Rapture does not. The way I see it is that those two timelines cannot, they cannot mix. Those cities can't be there at the same time. Well, it wouldn't, I mean, timeline-wise, it wouldn't just straight, you know, chronological timeline-wise, it would not make sense for them both to exist because if Columbia has existed and failed in 1912 there's no way that 30 or 40 years later they're gonna go oh well hey you know remember that columbia thing let's try one of those Let's except sink it. the ocean this yeah. time yeah well and also like if if the comstock timeline continues mm-hmm. well i guess that is possible actually now that i'm thinking about it we, the culmination of the comstock timeline is that elizabeth is becomes old elizabeth and new york yes. burns yes so th- theoretically rapture could have been created to escape that world well, I guess that's true. And so that exists as a possibility, but my head did not go there right away. The way that I read it was that they're really okay. So, so here's here's the part that really blew my mind. <laughs> oh no! This is this is this is like my pet theory now. So, I think that there is a very good possibility that Andrew Ryan is 
Comstock slash DeWitt, DeWitt. slash possibly is it Jack who's your Jack. player character? Your, your okay. player character is Jack. Well, which they think, say is I either a clone or the son. Of... I think that there's a very good possibility that they're all the same person. So tell me what, how you get there. Okay, so Ryan in the original Bioshock is filling largely the same role as Comstock does. It's in... exactly the same position. Yes. yes. All seeing, all knowing, I run the city. Yes. That Given guy. that we already know that the whole lighthouse city man thing yes. is setting up these very deliberate parallels. Correct. Yeah. Um, I think that to dismiss that as mere coincidence is... See the thing is, it, it just it just doesn't work. And the way that it, he could be the same person, there is a um, a question of age. Sure. Um, so yes, Ryan is not old enough to be Dewitt from the same timeline. Like it couldn't Correct. just be that Dewitt got older and became Ryan yes, and changed his name and moved to the city. That that, is true. that could not have happened. He would have had to have gotten there through a tear or through an alternate timeline or something. Correct. But we already know from what happened to Comstock that it fucks with your aging process to mess with these tears. Also correct. So if, I mean, I, I think you can, if not necessarily dismiss the aging thing, you, you at least have a way to kind of explain it. Yeah, the age thing isn't troubling for me. What is troubling is that there's a leap here that um, it's stated somewhere in, in the original Bioshock that the only people who can use the bathospheres are Andrew Ryan or relatives of Andrew Ryan. Yes. However, reason... yes. however it's also stated in a video uh, audio file that it is it, they don't think it works all the time well it, that's you know? possible but that's that's another one of those i guess it could but the way that they're setting this up so the whole reason that your player character in the original bioshock can use them or at least the way that they set it up is that as you say he is either the son or a clone right? he's either the son or a clone yes yeah. Yeah, but they don't they don't make that explicit. he is somehow very connected to yeah. very personally connected yes. genetically to andrew ryan yes but when you and, and you know what i don't know why they would have shown because when you get to rapture at the end of um at the end of infinite they show you specifically the sign that says bathosphere travel is denied. Why would yes. they show you that if it wasn't going to be a big deal that you could still use this? Uh, yeah, that's very, that's, it's a hundred percent valid. I, um, yeah. I don't think I went right there because my, my brain was still caught around a man, a city in the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. She doesn't say who the man has to be. Yeah. So you could go two ways here. You could definitely go the way that says DeWitt is somehow, somehow related to Ryan. Somehow. In some connection. Yes. Um, is him, is related to Jack by some way, or they're brothers? They never I talk think about entire, I think it's possible that I, that they're, he's either, a, instead of being a clone, he is from another timeline. Correct. So That's, they're yes. both the same person. Yes. Which would explain why they have the same genetic material, and also why we never really find out what their connection is. Yes. Or what happens to... Booker and Anna and his scenario right, at the end because right. he's still got a whole lot of gambling debt. Like, oh yeah, his his situation is not it's not a happy ending. I well, you know, I mean, to me, it's not a happy ending. Okay, to me. so this is fucked up. What if the ending the and, and by the ending I mean the end scene after the credits, right? Is a prologue to the original Bioshock. See, that's my that was kind of my thought. My thought was that he's getting a second chance and he just fucks it up again. So my thought is th exactly that. Like. Elizabeth says there there has to always be there's always a man a city yes. and a lighthouse. So by eliminating the Comstock timeline, that doesn't mean we've eliminated 
the need for there always to be a man right. sitting in the White House. So if um, so that has so, to happen so somewhere in, in the time in in the timeline or in the event that 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 this is a prologue to the original Bioshock at the end. Um, so he still has his daughter, still has his debt, fucks it up again, but this time becomes uh, she instead of becoming the Elizabeth that um, mm-hmm. that uh, you know runs essentially um, Columbia. Uh, Columbia, right? She becomes the prototype of the little sisters, or she gets you know the other way to read that is maybe she gets sick, and he does maybe. some sort of cloning business to make you know to spread her DNA across these pieces of these little girls. Um, I don't remember the story of Bioshock too well enough to. to I do re- not. I, it's it's very like big daddy. But who focus. is? Yeah. Well, that who is the woman who is Te- essentially what, what's her name? Is, and she's the, the scientist, the scientist who that creates, creates little yes. sisters. Tenenbaum is the one. She be Elizabeth. She could. I, the way that I read that is she is somehow related to a Lutice. Okay. She or, that, or that, that would also make sense. The other complete way to read this is that Ken Levine never give, gave a shit about this connection. Well, I think they. I, I think I've seen something where they specifically asked him, "Hey, did you plan this from the beginning?" And he said, "No." So yeah. So he's. It's possible that we're. It's obvious that we're making a lot of the shit well, yes. up, right? We're making these connections. The other. The other thing is that he's just created an allegory. He's just created, you know. It, it, he's using his exact same thematic representations across two very mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. games, and he uses the Man City and Lighthouse thing to make your brain do sure, crazy sure. shit where you because scroll on the from walls. The, from the very beginning of playing Infinite, I never assumed that there was going to be a direct connection to Rapture. I always no, I mean, just assumed yeah. that it was it's like a Final Fantasy game. There, yeah. there are things that are similar, there are systems that match up, there are themes that you know are almost exactly the same from from one game to the next but they're not in the same universe and they're not directly related that's what i thought it was i think when i went to the lighthouse and i mean i realized this game was set in 1912 yes and rapture was in the 40s and 50s that like i was like well they could just exist this is just this just happened before rapture Mm -hmm. that was my first leap like this this whole game just happens before and that still happens which could very well be true like inside of this world that they've created um the thing that really irritates me about this, actually, is that he's created a world in which he can make any DLC he wants. <laughs> and that's kind of infuriating, because it makes me wonder how much any of them are going to matter. Yeah. Um, I really, really want... If you had to pick, what would you care to know more about? Oh, Jesus. Um, I really want to know more about Songbird. Like, I want to re- revisit how that, that creature was created. I'm which not... is the Bioshock 2 of Bioshock Infinite. See, largely. here's here's... My problem with this. Now, you know that I do not generally do DLC as a rule. I know. It makes me crazy because Bioshock 2 was not my favorite yeah, game. I'm I a nervous I... den. you got to play. But I, mean, I might now. Yeah, um, you need to. But, yeah. Well, the thing is that I'm not sure. I don't know what I want to know more about because I'm afraid that knowing more about any of it would kind of ruin Break it a little it. bit. That's what I'm afraid of, too. But they've already committed. There's a season pass. So DLC yeah. is coming. So you oh, don't yeah. Get no, to... I'm sure. So, if, so given that scenario, given a universe in which DLC exists yeah, and yeah. Comstock is dead. Uh, fuck. Um, I, I guess the Handyman and Songbird as creatures are ill-explained. I might game. want to know more about the Lutesses. And not oh. specifically about how how they do what they do but maybe a bit more about their backstory like you know you know basically what happens you know that she discovers this uh this alternate version of herself but i might i might be interested in in kind of playing that out a little bit more 
I yeah. don't know that you could necessarily do something well, where she... you play as them, but no, you'd have to have yeah, a, a central I, I don't, I don't know how it would be set yeah. up, but I think that that might be a, a story beat that I might be interested. I'd be interested in that. I'd be interested in the handyman and songbird, the sort of Bioshock Two of Infinite. Like, sure, how did sure. these creatures come to be, and and why right. are they the way they are? Um, yeah, man, it, it's it's difficult because I feel like they've set themselves up for literally an infinite number of stories. They could tell any Man City Lighthouse story. Mm-hmm. They could tell any alternate version of the Booker DeWitt story and how it plays out. And it's it exists in their world. They've written it in. And it's kind of infuriating because I'm like, no, I don't want you to do that. Like, I really wish they had not committed to DLC with this product. Yeah. This is one I want you to lock away and let it go. Like, I agree with you. I don't want you to break and overthink Something that has leaves just the right number of open questions to be kind of a mindfuck. There, are, there are so much shit we didn't even talk. We didn't even talk. We didn't even touch on um, uh, Lady Comstock. Oh God! By the way, fuck that boss fight series. Yeah, Jesus. I, I mean, it wouldn't have bothered me that much if you hadn't had to do it three, three goddamn times. times. Three. She was an irritation, and I hated. Yes. Her. And I actually don't think she was all that interesting to the plot. I don't think I she was do. all that necessary. I do, but. There are other ways that could have gone. Yeah, she, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I she was I, a I plot device. To, to I did not have an objection to her, and I think that there are there are interesting things about her, but I don't think that she was the most interesting. There, there yeah. was just so much else going on. Well, I kind of feel like some of the, some of that dialogue and the way that the some of those voxophones talk about Lutice, it almost implies that almost implies that Comstock might have been having an affair with Lutice, like. There, there I is. I wouldn't entirely be surprised. There is some creeping implication that that was a possibility there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just Lady Comstock to me, and that sequence was really like a. We got to stretch this out a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. <laughs> it's just we're we want to get to this mind fuck, but I don't want to do. They didn't want to do the, the Bioshock one mistake, which is to give you that would you kindly moment two thirds of the way through the game, and then have you being like, I don't want to fucking. This is filler bullshit. Yeah. So they put the filler bullshit before the mind fuck in this situation. Um, yeah. I don't know. She was she was disinteresting to me. I, I didn't, didn't really care. enjoy that whole sequence, but I I thought that I, the concept of having this woman who, in a sense, was every bit as trapped as Elizabeth. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. If not, well, no, More. I can't say so because well, she didn't have a thing stuck in her back. But yeah, as but... far as I understand it, she was never act. She she is. She's not Elizabeth's mother. No, no, definitely not. No, she's not. But they, they, they pull this whole, he uses her to be kind of the immaculate conception Correct. type thing. Yeah, so he can uh, justify to, how to this set up this, this Christ parallel. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And they say, oh, she was in Lady Comstock's womb for, what is it, a day, a week? Seven, seven days, I think, or a week yeah, or something, something like that. that. So he takes this woman who could have been anybody because right. she doesn't really have a personal significance to the plot Correct. beyond being... A carrier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the, you know, the Mary, right? I mean... Yes, yes. You know. But, um, she's not the important one, but right. I think it's interesting that that she's there. I, I think, yeah, so... And she's angry. Like, she's clearly, mm-hmm. she's clearly a, she knows, and a lot of the... I don't blame her, I'd be angry too. Yeah, and a lot of the voxophones you get in that sequence of the game imply that he is, dis- he blames this originally on her not being able to get pregnant. The fact that he doesn't right. have an heir. Um, actually, those, those happen a little bit earlier, just before that sequence. Um, 
and you kind of feel bad for her, but then you realize she's just so fucking angry, and and some of the voxophones and their interactions are awful, and I just you know, ooh, it's not her fault. I, I, I you know? no, it's not, and and I think that um, that that might be a little bit of what makes her interesting to me is okay. that she she is not a she's not a partner in this marriage anymore. No, if she, she ever was. No, she yeah, I don't I don't think she was. But I think that exploring her, how her reactions went, yeah, and and because essentially what has happened to her is she couldn't get pregnant, so she has been cast aside. Yes, and yes. she has been told this is not your child. We're gonna we're, since you can't do this, right. we're gonna use science and we're gonna go into a different timeline yes. and get another child from somebody who could. And she was she was meant to keep quiet about all this, and she yes. definitely was bitter and angry at Lutice for for being a partner in this scenario. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, it definitely is implied that she makes the leap that he was having an affair with her. Mm-hmm. But it's an implication. It's not outwardly stated, at least not right. in the, in sure, the voxophon, sure. voxophones that I found. But yeah. I thought that was really interesting because it's just like, man, you know, yeah, essentially, Tice enabled him. Even if they, even if they weren't actually having a, a physical affair, there was some sort of emotional connection that she felt was right. going on, and and she, it, she's know. become more important to him than his yeah. own wife because yeah. she could give him a child. Right. Exactly. And and that's all he wanted. You know. And so it, it does set up the Christ scenario, and it sets up it. it it will allow the people of Colombia to buy into the profit thing, but he's no profit. He can just open up tears to see the future, exactly. which is why you see that goddamn note signed. He's coming. Be prepared. See mm-hmm. in that fucking lighthouse. Yep. He's yep. warning the lighthouse operator that he himself is coming to get himself. Mm-hmm. Fucking God, this game hurt my head. I did not notice that that it was signed C and make the connection until the end of the, until I played through it yeah. a second time. Yeah, I had to go through it a second. I didn't notice. Time. I didn't notice that the uh, that the, the whole do not fail us again because yes. that's probably just a failed Booker. Yeah, no, it's there. It's it's the Lutices talking to every other failed Booker who's failed. <laughs> like they are literally implying, like, hey, we've been doing this a lot of times, and we probably mm-hmm. tweaked the thought experiment. Yeah, uh, I, I just the the whole implication that essentially. This entire scenario has been set up because it seems almost like the Lutices are doing science. It's the portal scenario. Pretty it's much. the for science scenario. Like, so Shell is probably a clone of Elizabeth. Yeah, and... no, keep going, keep going, keep going. My brain doesn't need to bleed oh, anymore. Oh, Lutices, Glados, and but it is, it is the we're doing it for science. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing it because we're interested, because we're bored, because we can, because we can't die. Yeah, because we exist in all time, no matter what you choose, no matter what timeline gets closed. Oh God, there is a Lutice. Yep. So if that's true, then somewhere in the Rapture timeline, one of them exists. Well, I think I think that the idea that it could potentially be—I've um, forgotten her name again. Tenenbaum. Tenenbaum. Or related to Tenenbaum. Yeah, way, that yes. that's a possibility. I'd, yeah. I'd need to see some character models, but or not. Yeah, it, and it exists as a possibility, but it, it's more it's more possible that because of the age differences, that there's some sort of just genetic connection. You know, Probably, to them, yeah. or, some, or some such thing. There's a million different ways you can read that. They could have showed. Up. I mean, if they exist out of time, then they don't really need to be part of that story. Right. They could have just been there somewhere, and we never and, saw and them. press the right buttons behind the scene to make right. that go. You know, exactly. and that's more what it seems like that they are more important to this story because of their like existence across time than anybody else. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter Dewitt, Comstock, Anna, Elizabeth. They're all variables, yeah. Yeah, because the Lutices are the ones clicking the gears. They're the ones yeah. pulling people in and out of tears. They're the ones who have that power. So it almost seems like 
this entire world that Infinite has created is one giant fucking science experiment. Like, and Lulu Tices are the ones pulling the strings. Like, they now have infinite power. It's a mind fuck. Yeah. My head hurts. I know, me too. I think I need more vodka. I think we need to stop talking about this video. I think game. maybe we should. I uh, I will be very disappointed, I will say in closing, if there is a Bioshock Infinite 2. I'll be Yeah, I, I don't think that there will be. And I, I really don't. I'm but... really interested to see what they do with this DLC, because all I can see is badness. Like, yeah. I... <sighs> there are questions I want answered, but not bad enough for you to go back in and start answering other bigger questions Yeah. Me. I like I where my brain goes. I would prefer for it to be a little bit ambiguous. Yeah. I will because say, then we can do shit like this. I will say that this is definitely the first game in, in, since the original Bioshocks Would You Kindly moment where I have put the controller down and gone, holy fucking shit. Yeah. That yeah. just happened. Like, I did not I see can't... the Comstock Booker thing coming. No, but it wasn't. Not. It, was, it was a video game twist. Like, that. Yes. It, was not, it was not just right. storytelling. No, true. But, like, I didn't. There's lots of video games that try to do this. Yes. That kind of a twist. And, and you see it coming. Yeah. I, I didn't... I, I could have related to it to Songbird or the Handyman. I thought Elizabeth was going to be Anna and that was going to be his dead wife. Did I see them mm-hmm. bring us the girl and wipe away the debt being his baby? No. <laughs> like, there are a lot of things that, that this team and these writers did masterfully in a way that... I'm trying, made, to, think, I'm trying to think of another game that has done this right. in recent memory and I just... I don't think there's been a, yeah. another game where... I finished this game at 10.30 at night. We'll close it this way. And I remember putting the controller down and going, I need to go to bed. I have to work tomorrow. I get up at 5.45 fucking a.m. So I go and I try to lay down in bed and I'm laying on my back staring at the ceiling going, no, no, no. <laughs> I get up and I scroll crazy person notes in like three different colors. And then I say, I, I can't. My brain is exploding. I, there's too many possibilities in too many directions that my brain is going. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play God of War 3 and I'm going to see some tits and kill some guys. It was the and only see, thing. And see, that's, that's what happened to me. I played God of War Ascension right after that because I couldn't think about it anymore. And, and I have tried. And I finished that game. I played God of War 3 and then I was like, oh, I'm not starting a smarter video game. Like, I have XCOM, but I don't think my brain can even handle strategy right now. So I'm going to just... Like, I've been playing some Kirby. Like um, I know. I played God of War Ascension uh, after God of War 3 because I'm like, more tits, more violence. <laughs> you know, like, there's nothing, there's no one. I need something stupid. We've run yep. out of Greek myths. Yep. Uh, violence. He kills guys. Okay, cool. Yes, Great. he does. He kicks them. It was the only way that I could, like... So angry. And I'm still coming down from that experience where I'm really afraid that any other, like, quote, smart video game I jump into is just going to disappoint me. So... It, I give, I give, it's not perfect. And there are holes and there are problems that I have. But it did it in a way where I was, like, satisfied with how I, how yeah. it played out. So, oh, dude. We need to stop talking about this video <laughs> I, game. I think we do. I think we do. All right. Next week, we will have a regular Some Other Castle podcast where yes, we, we talk will. about penises. Yeah, like boobs and stuff i don't yeah, know we're gonna probably what talk happened? about boobs and penises and we'll be a lot dumber next week we we're promise. gonna be all the dumbs i'm just i have i have no smarts left we'll talk about god of wars yeah <laughs> lol's tits all right D- spoiler cast man so until next time i'm elaine and i'm leah go play bioshock infinite yeah, do it dude and then play bioshock one and then two yeah, yeah you know what if you're still listening to this and you haven't played bioshock infinite <sighs> you're fucking stupid go yeah. play all the bioshock games go yeah. do it Later. Bye.